Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press podcast, part of the 90 Min uh, Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about all things Liverpool. And today it's time for, yes, transfer gossip. My name is Andrew Headspeeth and with me today, as ever, is my top red. He's taller than Van Dyke. He's faster than Mozilla. <laughs> He's got a better smile than Genie One Aldum. Mr. Alex Purdy, how are you doing? Sir? I'm very well, mate. We uh, finally made a signing. Yeah, Over I know. The moon. I know. Well, should we get right into that then? That's a lovely little yes, segue please. right away. So uh, I'm already not certain about how to say it, but I think it's Kostas Simakis. Yeah, I think I'm the T's silent. Yeah, I think you've nailed okay, that. Congrats. Simakis. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, first Greek player since uh, Kyriakos, who we had around about 10 years ago, I think, wow. in that quickly bleak time to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest, never really seen the guy play, apart from the odd sort of um, highlight from the games against uh, like Arsenal and Wolves in the, in the European competition this year. Um, but... I just love it personally when we sign somebody completely unknown. It just takes me back to it takes me back to childhood when you don't get all of this like stuff in the papers every day about like every little detail of a signing and something just comes out of the blue and it's a player you've never heard of and it, it could go either way. It could be amazing or it could be absolute shit. But exactly. it's just that that well, hope at the beginning. I don't my, know, what do you think? My money's on it being amazing because we've got a trust in Klopp now and if you don't, you're yeah. you're deluded because every signing he's made as of recent times, has brought us to winning those four major trophies. So, um, very happy with it. And also, it's incredible value uh, in today's market to get a 10 million left back um, of that quality. Yeah, because, well, obviously, it's a, it was a position that Liverpool kind of had identified and needed to strengthen for like over a year now, and that like Milner's obviously not that happy about playing. Mm. Uh, left back doesn't really offer exactly the same things as Robertson either. No, he did and a good job though. He did do but, a good job, yeah. But it's time to move on, yeah. Yeah, and looking to the future. And you saw sort of towards the end of the season. I mean, the title was already wrapped up at that point anyway. But you saw some sort of mistakes and stuff slip into Robertson's game. It just would be nice to have. Uh, it will be nice now to have a player that can sort of challenge him and push him in that role and come in when needed if there's injuries or tiredness or just rotation for the cup competitions as well. So, yeah, yeah. really, really happy about that. Um, I guess the the main thing about this is it all came about um, very quickly this week after Liverpool's, well, I guess, supposedly first choice target, uh, Jamal Lewis. Well, Liverpool were not back in that. They offered 10 million, apparently. Norwich wanted 20. And uh, Liverpool said, all right, then, and yeah. went off and got Simakis instead. Genius. Uh, are you, I don't know, are you disappointed to lose out on him? I guess he's a player that, I think we've seen more of in the Premier League uh, over the last season. Would you have liked to, to have gone sort of gone British, gone full Brexit and brought in Lewis, or are you happy? <laughs> no, I think it's much of a muchness. I've I've not seen either of them play too much, but um, you know, as I said, trusting Klopp. So if he thinks they're both valued at ten million and we get one of them, then it's going to work out. So I'm not devastated at all. Uh, but I am, you know, I feel sorry for Lewis. Because I think he's a Liverpool fan, or at least he was desperate to join. And Norwich were just having none of it, and we just moved on straight away. It's genius business, but I feel bad for Lewis. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame for him, but... Oh, well, I, to be honest, I think he'll get another move out of it anyway. Like, all of, there's so yeah. many of those young players at Norwich who are destined to, to he could He could go to Chelsea, um, yeah. or even Leicester if Chilwell goes to Chelsea. It could spark that yeah. move. 
So yeah, mm -hmm. it should work out for him. But I'm I'm happy with Simakas as it is. Yeah. Uh, finally, on that then, before we move on with Simakas, um, who was the last player, like the last complete sort of unknown that we signed that sort of got your uh, got your blood racing? Because for me, I remember as a kid, like opening, I think it's like Match Magazine, and seeing that we'd signed having like a double page spread that we'd signed Xabi Alonso and Luis Garcia. Well, and I just I'd never heard of either of these players before, and they both turned out to be brilliant. It was just it was so exciting. Do you have any like moments like that with just complete unknown signings? Uh, the most recent one I can think of was Joe Gomez from Charlton. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was because he was he started his career at left back at Liverpool and did did, yeah. did quite well. So I was mm. like, well, if he's playing like that out there, then Christ, we've got a good player on our hands, and we have. So. Hopefully, it's the same here. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, speaking of Joe Gomez, uh, he's obviously uh, acting as uh, first choice centre back alongside Van Dyke these days. Uh, but with Lovren leaving, there's only going to be three uh, recognised senior centre backs in the squad. Do you think that's another position that Liverpool needs to strengthen then ahead of next season? Do we need to replace Lovren directly, or have we got enough strength in house? Uh, there's been talk of Talk of Ben White, who was on loan at Leeds last season. What are your thoughts there? Mm, um, I do think we need to sign someone else. I know we brought in Seth Vandenberg last season, but whenever he's come in, he hasn't impressed me too much. So we probably do need to look at that area. But around the same price, uh, you know, the sort of 10 million mark, and mm. Ben White with that English premium, I think. You just said before we came on, 40 million's being touted about, and that's just ridiculous. That's, Klopp yeah. would never do that for a fourth. No one would ever do that for a fourth choice. Actually, City would do that for a fourth choice. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking there's, there are a few clubs out there. City and Chelsea probably yeah. two of them. But yeah, if, we, if we're not paying 50 million for, uh, for Timo Werner, then we're definitely not paying 40 million for, for Ben White. That's, that seems ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's the classic English... Uh, premium thing. If you're like, if you're over six foot and can like head a ball, and you're English, then automatically you get like thirty million added to your uh, your price bag. As that. proven with Harry Maguire. But, As proven um, with Harry Maguire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Joe Gomez, it basically needs another miracle like that to come in. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd, yeah. the thing is, I'd, I'd much rather we find players like that. I'm just so sick of everyone telling us that we need like Koulibaly or somebody like that coming in because I just don't think we do because no. Gomez and Van Dijk are probably the best centre-back partnership in the Premier League and Gomez go, particularly go further in. out than that potentially Europe yeah I mean and Gomez is 23 uh, Van Dijk's still got a few years left in him I don't think there's, there's need for a radical change there so it's not not time. this window no 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 not okay. even for three years, at least. No, the only thing is that, that like, other than Van Dijk, the other, the other two centre back Gomez and Matip have had a few injury needles. But, I mean, if you can get a fourth choice who's sort of can fit in for 10 games a season, do some cup stuff and, and maybe grow into a more senior role, then I think that would be that would be ideal. But who that is, I don't know because I can't off the top of my head think of anybody like, no. who's in that. It uh, would be, as you said, it would be someone unknown. Um, it won't be Ben White, but we do need to fill that spot. Yeah, definitely. All right, and then on to the, well, I guess let's say the juiciest transfer rumour of the summer so far. It is the Thiago saga. This uh, rumours are still going on. Every day we're seeing something new, mostly, to be honest, out of, out of Germany, not from the sort of the standard, the, uh, the big swinging dick Liverpool ITKs in the UK. Uh, but, well, regardless of how true the stuff is, uh, Perds, do you think we actually need Thiago? 
That is a good question. Need? No. Basically, I think we still win the league next season without him. But mm -hmm. it would push us on. Um, and for 30 mil, I don't know why we're not doing it. But even if we miss out on him, it's not a major issue. But it just seems like a no-brainer at that price at this point. Yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. But, I mean, the, I guess if you're looking at it from the club's perspective, he's 29. And I guess I think he's already one of the top owners at Bayern and he's on about 200k a week. So that would like make him immediately probably Liverpool's top owner or like right amongst Liverpool's top owners. And it does kind of it changes things uh, in the dressing room. So I get why they're maybe not as uh, like, well, they're not just, well, they've not done it already, basically. Um, and when you saw the way that Cater was playing towards the end of the, just the, end of the season. Just thinking the same, yeah. Yeah, do you need, because he sort of brings that, that when, he's, when he's playing well and when he gets a run in the team, he does bring that sort of dynamism and that line-breaking sort of line style. Exactly. And there. then and then you've got Fabinho, one of the best holding mids in the world. And then you've got Henderson, yeah. who could win or did win one of the Player of the Year awards. So... You don't really want to drop any of them, so Thiago's not going to sit on the bench, is he? Yeah, exactly. I think that in, in style, the closest sort of player that he is to is, is Vinaldum, and they're like they're both the same age. They're both twenty nine, and they both do a sort of similar. Okay, I'll I'll sort of I'll concede that Thiago might be sort of more uh, more sort of elite bracket, but for the job that he does, like Vinaldum in that team is is fantastic, and I wouldn't really he's not really a player you think about needing to upgrade for Liverpool. Yeah, I guess um, I guess if Vinaldum moves on, then. With far more yeah. likely to go for Thiago, but yeah, so have, example, you don't need both, do you? No, like if if one of them said I'm not going to sign a new contract and I fancy leaving, then yeah, Thiago would be the player you'd be bringing in just for like ball retention and passing ability and just fitting into that that midfield three. But again, like even then, I would think, can we not go for somebody a few years younger and maybe with slightly lower contract demands? I don't know whether this is like my my football manager head speaking. But, um, <laughs> nice, good point. But, good yeah, point. but there's like Hossem Auer uh, um, at Leon. I think would be would be sort of maybe. He'd be good, but wouldn't he be? One. You know, in the fifty mils. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Maybe I think personally, what I would do is I would wait until either January or next summer, and then and then go big on we that don't. position. Midfields are biggest depth of the squad. Yeah, exactly. So you shouldn't really be looking there. And then if you're bringing in somebody there, then you're then you're potentially stunting the progress of someone like Curtis Jones as well, which is of course yeah, probably not course. ideal. All right, and then I guess finally the the last position that has been talked about in terms of needing to strengthen is is in attack. Uh, the Timo Werner deal obviously didn't happen in the end, uh, much to the anger of many. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, Actually, on, on that, on that, were you angry? Yeah. I wasn't. Uh, no, he wasn't angry. I understood why, but I guess I was a little bit disappointed because I think he he would have been a great he would have been a great signing. But yeah, what? Why weren't you disappointed at all? Are you not a fan, or you just think that he wasn't necessarily? No, he, he's he's good, but you know we'd have to change the whole structure of the team, or we don't, and he sits on the bench for a bit. Um, it was a lot of money. Um, and you know we're perfectly fine without him. Do you know what I mean? That you yeah. know I was upset, but I wasn't furious as Twitter proved to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm like, I think it would have made a lot more sense if the Africa Cup of Nations had been going ahead. I think I don't know. I think it might be being postponed now due to everything that's happened. Yeah, if it had gone ahead next season, then I think it would have made more sense because you're losing money in South for six weeks. Uh, and then just to have somebody else who can come in and provide that uh, that impetus in attack, and also just to have somebody that can play through the middle and rotate with 
with Firmino when maybe that just isn't isn't quite clicking would have been would have been a real nice thing to have but at the same time it's like it's it's it is just a nice to have it's not not a necessity I don't think yeah. uh, and like it, if you're looking at Liverpool's attack I think yeah in terms of the front three it's as it's as good as any as any team in the world really and maybe it's just a case of getting in uh, adequate backup rather than somebody that's going to come in and, and be and be first choice like straight away from next season and in that vein there has been some links again very uh, loose links sort of similar to the the Ben White ones but uh, there's been talk of, of Ismail Assar from Watford being a potential option uh, Liverpool have obviously bought a lot from relegated clubs before we've seen that with Jeannie Wijnaldum and Jordan Sakiri and who else plays? they've done it with a couple of other players well, Ah, of course, yeah, Andy Robson <laughs> as well. He's probably the best example of that. Yeah, um, yeah and thought that he might be another one available, maybe at a, a cheaper price than he would be normally. He impressed uh, last season in, in bits and, and starts for, for Watford, particularly, unfortunately, in the game Watford against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think of him? Do you like him as a player? Would he be a, a good player, a Liverpool player? Um, so he's fast. And I had a particularly close eye on him last season because he was in my fantasy team. <laughs> so I would watch the Watford games and be infuriated when he'd scuff numerous chances. But then, then he'd often get an assist or put one away. So as a backup, decent, but he's probably going to be too expensive again. Yeah, because what they signed him for uh, for thirty odd million uh, last summer, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Check before this, it was twenty seven exactly. 27 and if anything, right. it's gone up, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, even with the relegation, you're not going to think that they're going to sell him for less than that, really. And because the fact that he's 22 and that he sort of he impressed, I think Watford are in a much more sort of stable position financially than maybe some of the other clubs as well. So I don't think that they need. I mean, he might push for an exit, but they're not going to sort of, they're not going to sell him for half price. So yeah, I don't. Again, it's just one of those ones where I think like, if we had that money, we would have gone for we would have gone for Werner. Um, uh, and whether he's whether he's necessarily an upgrade on on the players that we've got, like in terms of Shakiri when he's fit, Origi, uh, even Harvey Elliott. Again, do you want to sort of stunt his game yeah, time true. just for just for a player like this? I mean, this also depends whether Harry Wilson comes back. I don't yeah. think he will. I don't think he will. But if he does, then we definitely don't need someone because he's he's decent enough as a backup. And then you still yeah. got Harvey Elliott, like you said. That's another interesting point, really, because there's a few of these loan players uh, who I guess probably we were expecting to sell. Uh, um, uh, Wilson being the obvious one, uh, but then also um, you've got like Marco Gruitsch, who was at, uh, in Germany last season, and, and Rian Brewster, who was uh, the second half of the season at Swansea. Like, mm -hmm. do you expect those players to like maybe come back in and, and get more of a chance to, to challenge because of the, the tightening purse strings? Or how do you see that working out next season? I think... We'll sell Gruwich because he's been at the club long enough now and he hasn't proved himself to be good enough and we've got, as we said, enough depth in midfield. I think Wilson, we sell to Bournemouth because mm. he's he's decent, but we're, we're now better than him, unfortunately. And then, you know, Bruce has now proved himself in the Championship. I think we loan him out to a Premier League club now, get him some Premier League experience. If he, you know, shines there, then the following season... He's part of the Yeah, sport. that's interesting. I personally, I would keep, I think, Brewster for, for next season and sort of just use him as the as the alternate to to Firmino. So I guess I just Firmino. like the way that uh, that 
Abraham did. I think he obviously had a, a bit more. He had a bit more game time. But the way he did at Chelsea last season, okay, he wasn't he wasn't perfect, but he, he sort of proved himself given the opportunity. I think that Brewster has all the raw materials, and it just it would be nice to see him sort of get get a few minutes uh, for Liverpool that, in the Premier that's League. That's the thing. I just don't think Klopp would trust him. Yeah. Like like Ollie does Greenwood. Like as you said, Lampard does Tammy. I yeah, think it's well, better then, getting game time elsewhere in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that. Is there one player in particular or one position left then before we leave that you would like to see Liverpool uh, strengthen this window? Oh, uh, yeah, across the front three. But whoever yeah. that is, yeah, I th- I do think we need to sign someone there. Um, yeah. Again, let's let's hope for an anonymous name, someone we've never heard of. <laughs> to really, to really piss off Twitter as well. So ideally, somebody yeah. that no one's ever heard of. Stubbs, for, ten for million. Two million. Yeah. <laughs> From a relegated club in League Two. Please. Oh, that's the idea. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. All right. Well, that's uh, well, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. Uh, thank you so much, Perds, uh, for your nice. your insight and your time. And thank you, the <laughs> listener, for for listening. If you can drop us a review, it'd be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already, and if you've enjoyed what you've heard, uh, check out the other podcasts on the 90 Minute Network, and we will be back with you again next week uh, for more transfer and Liverpool gossip and analysis. Uh, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from Purdy. Goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.